0: Hey guys, thanks for uh, tuning in here to the CarTech Garage. This segment's called The Oil Drainer, our collective shop talk, if you will. Yeah, where all the junk
1: falls in one place. Yeah, all those different fluids collect in yeah. one big bad tank. parts, bad cars. We throw all it all it. away. You know, the stuff that you don't really hear about as a consumer, you know, and coming in the repair shop, not necessarily it's a bad thing, but, you know, everything from sensors that brand new out of the dealer that break and are made terribly. And, you know, we end up having to replace two or three or, you know, anything from just poorly made vehicles and, and poor designs. I'm sensing some animosity here towards the Chrysler group, Max. Can you yeah, extrapolate? Uh, the, let's start with the big <laughs> one. We're, we're going to get the big one right away on, you know, the oil drainer. Uh, ironically enough, this is a sensor that has to do with oil. So there is an oil pressure sensor. I guess Dodge is one of the main issues with it um, that really, you know, have a large issue. Oh, yeah. <clears throat> a very, very big issue, in fact. So they the oil filter housings on a lot of the 3.6, those mm-hmm. will leak a lot. Um, but not only that, they have an oil pressure sensor. That That's is built into the edge. oil filter housing. Mm-hmm. And then not even on just those models themselves, but this was a, a four-cylinder. I had an issue yeah. with this. So the, the 2.4
0: multi-airs mm-hmm. and the 3.6 liter that basically comes in the Jeep Wrangler, the Jeep Grand Cherokee, the Dodge Journey, the Chrysler Pacifica. Uh, Basically, every V6 that's in the Dodge lineup, uh, Dodge Chrysler, of course, and they all are of the same similar design. It has an oil filter housing that, of course, contains the oil filter. But in that uh, is also located the oil pressure switch, which Mm -hmm. monitors engine oil pressure
1: um, to let you know if anything's wrong, obviously. Yeah, and that was with this Dodge Dart that I had, and I know you experienced a couple of the other guys experienced it, too. Mm -hmm. But I had this Dodge Dart. It had an oil pressure code in the system. Um, we will come to find uh-huh. out that it was leaking internally through this pressure switch. So it's there to monitor oil. Well, when it's sending oil pressure through it, and now it's going into the connector, and obviously yeah, it's starting to leak and everything. Um, yeah. It creates a wiring issue. You know, the resistance, the the connections aren't good because yeah. it's buried in oil essentially. So long story short, Max comes over to me
0: on this Dodge Dart. Hey, oil pressure switch is faulting in the oil filter housing. I need one. I order one from Chrysler. Well,
1: This one wasn't the
0: three six. It was the two. Yeah, this, this so was the, this. It's was a two point four liter the
1: block on the timing side?
0: Yeah, but still, he comes in and he's no an pressure switch. I order one from Chrysler, they ship it to us. He puts it in. Um, at first, everything's going normal. He's reassembling it. He starts
1: the car up. And the code comes back No actually I took it for a test drive Everything was fine I monitored the voltage on it And it was reading where it should within spec By the time I got back from the test drive And I sit there at idle It's reading like one PSI So it's a five voltage reference Yeah. So now there's enough resistance in that connector That it's thinking Hey there's no oil pressure in it And all of a sudden I rev it Oil pressure goes up then the oil light turns off. So I'm thinking, okay, I, maybe I left something apart. But no, it was the fact that oil had already leaked that fast from a brand new sensor that I just put on, opened up out I of the bag. I thought the third one was leaking. We, it, we are at the third one now. Yeah,
0: we're at the third one now. Sorry, I thought the second one was just faulty. The third one was leaking. As they're both leaking. <laughs> the first sensor was leaking,
1: found a TSB to replace that sensor with an updated part. So I got the updated part that leaked, got another one that leaked, and now we're on to the third and one. The next one's going to be here tomorrow. So fourth time's a charm. Yeah, we put a actually got a cheap aftermarket one. Truthfully, I got one to see if it would work over the weekend, you know, because we're waiting for the sensors to let it run here and there and kind of see if the the cheaper alternative is actually going to be better than the the OEM part. Yeah, which is kind of disappointing. And we've seen the same exact thing. We had a, a
0: Jeep that we had come back in twice. And on those ones, we just decided to replace the entire oil filter housing because that's how we had purchased the part. And so that one's on its third one as well, and it's just a nightmare having to explain that to the customer like guys i'm so sorry this
1: happens but it's not installation error it just is what it is Yeah, and it's not like the dart where the or the four cylinders where mm-hmm. they're pretty easy i mean it's kind of a pain to get back there yeah. but it's easy to get to where with those you have to pull the whole intake manifold yeah, exactly yeah it's a lot of labor that we had to come back on again and again it's just annoying because you don't can't really tell you know obviously every time we do an oil leak you know repair we drive it and reinspect the whole area but sometimes it takes a little bit of time for that housing to finally you know, break free, sending a lot of oil everywhere because it's on the pressure side, you know, where the filter is. Yeah, and then
0: I'm trying to do my best not to be mean to the parts guys. It's not their fault. It's not their fault. <laughs> they didn't make it, unfortunately. They <laughs> yeah, just exactly. Sold it. it just, it is what it is. But nonetheless, um, next topic up, hide your cats.
1: Yeah, I know. That's one thing. <laughs> you know, it sounds, you know, hilarious, kind of funny in, in an aspect, but really, you know, it's, it's that time of year where there it's getting cold. There has been a crime ring here
0: in Cincinnati, seemingly, where people are cutting catalytic converters off of, car, off of cars at an alarming rate. And one vehicle in particular, all of you Honda Element owners,
1: put the thing in a garage, Oh, see, it up. What's funny is I'll admit, I thought you meant like beware of cats hiding in like your wheel wells and stuff. <laughs> not catalytic converters i'm sorry <laughs> i figured it'd be a little funny that's what i thought it is winter time yeah yeah check for cats normally so they sure. run after you yeah. start your car especially if you have loud pipes um but yeah if you have a lot of stray cats around cat the actual the animal um yeah. make sure to, to be wary but not alone that catalytic converters i have a stray cat that always comes up to me he greets me at the door
0: every single day i named him smoking <laughs> and um he always just comes right up to me as soon as he hears my car pull in He runs up. Mm -hmm. So I feed him (laughs) twice a day. He's gotten fat. So you got to make sure, you know, it's getting cold out. So make sure he doesn't Yeah, feed your your cats and then hide your catalytic converters. Yes. Catalytic converters. (laughs) (laughs) So um, we've had uh, this um, poor customer that's that actually lives down the street from us. They have a Honda element Mm -hmm. and they are on their fourth catalytic converter. It has been cut off from their vehicle with a sawzall four times if you can believe that oh looks like we've got aspen joining us aspen is max's beautiful pup my huh, baby girl she's a, a giant gorgeous animal yes yeah, she is
1: she <laughs> loves loves
0: making podcasts <laughs> anyway they're on their fourth catalytic converter and they've luckily been able to go through insurance every single time here which has been great um for them of course they've still had to pay their deductible which is 500 dollars yeah. every yeah. single time so they are already out two grand just from people being assholes and coming and cutting off their yeah. catalytic converters in the middle of the night. And then we've also had three other customers that it's happened to once and they all live within the five mile radius and you know, it's the same people that's doing it. So yeah. I hope they catch them soon.
1: Well, see. I like the ones that, they do it and it almost looks professional. It's like they cut, like they're very few and often. I did have, I remember seeing the one of them. It was like perfectly straight cuts. Well, on they the know pipe. exactly where to cut them. Yeah. On the Honda yeah.
0: elements, the catalytic converter is so exposed that you can quite literally just roll underneath with a, with a handheld electric saw and just zip, zip. Well, and it probably takes them all of two minutes. The downside is they cut right through the O2 sensor yep. wire and they cut on the outside of both other pipes. So on all of these vehicles, these jerks not only leave them with the cost of a converter, but they
1: leave them with the cost of the entire exhaust system and two sensors. Mm-hmm. There was there the was one, though, I could tell he probably had stolen quite a few. Oh, yeah. Because like, as I said, it was almost professional cut. Like, it almost looked like someone cut he the exhaust it. Yeah, he could to do it weld his, it, to yeah. weld something back in there. Um, yeah, he could do it with his eyes closed. But it, it's too funny, you know? I, the only thing I joke about it, which it's really not that funny anybody steals something from your car, but I guess they never have to worry about a catalytic converter code because they keep getting <laughs> new ones. You know, something that fails on, you know, a lot of cars once they get in high mileage. At least they don't have to
0: worry about that, you know? Yeah, yeah. And I guess at this point, you know, they've paid the, the cost of a new OE catalytic converter from Honda. <laughs> yeah. But the, the, uh, the problem is, uh, I checked on Friday, Honda has six of these left in the country now.
1: Really? Yes, only so, uh, six. I now, guess it's...
0: Because they initially stopped manufacturing, they had a stockpile, um, and they might have to start manufacturing again. But now all of these, um, you know, other insurance companies are like, "Nope, we are just going with the aftermarket ones." We're we're tired of paying. They're you not know, worth dealer The aftermarket ones really aren't
1: worth that much. Yeah,
0: so like they usually don't get stolen, but. Um, that's probably why they keep coming back to the the people cause they, they, you know, opted for an OE catalytic converter every single time. And these people have probably, they're probably making 200, $300 at best off of the cat. Yeah. It's not really worth it, but you still know? they, you know, they probably steal one or two a night and, you know, go on and say, just you know, be pieces of garbage.
1: Yeah, People that do a lot of weird things. Like I remember the one we had, and this would have been, I want to say about a year ago, <laughs> Um, it was that Toyota Matrix, the blue one. Yeah. yeah. That they drilled a hole through the gas tank to siphon the gas. Not only one were they siphoning gas, which is already terrible. You know, it's not that hard to get a hose, especially on a yeah. car, shove it in the gas Unless, tank and siphon it out. But they decided to go above and beyond the extra mile and get every drop of the gas tank out by drilling through the bottom. Now, they also drilled three times because I guess they, they didn't get the, the perfect bottom right away. I'm sitting there looking at this thing going, how did this not ignite? You know, they were using a drill bit with an electric drill that does have some <laughs> sparks inside of there. And then all of a sudden it starts pouring fuel out. And I'm like, that's just waiting for a disaster to happen over, you know, $20 worth of fuel. Yeah, it's if crazy. That, and my other thing, maybe they were just, maybe they were like mad
0: at, at the the person that owned it or something like that. This is, you know. That, it could have been like some type of revenge situation.
1: Yeah. You never know. There you are some, some people out there. That's a little, little far, even for me, <laughs> <laughs> even for me, you know, I like messing with my friends from time to time. Oh, yeah, their would, cars, you would you know.
0: go ruining their, their belongings though. <laughs> yeah.
1: You know, like shifters on the, the manual transmissions. If they're one of those like aftermarket ones, I always make sure to turn them around. So they're backwards. So when they go to get in their car, it's like a nice little joke. Like, Oh, reverse is up here now. It's like, you know, people that, that can't type and they like peck you switch their keys yeah. around on their keyboard. <laughs> yep. Little
0: thing. <laughs> Being you know. an office fan, like, I will put your stuff in jello. <laughs>
1: <laughs> That's great. That's one of my favorite ones I've always wanted to
0: do. Put my stuff in jello again.
1: Oh man. That's hilarious. What else? What other what other good stuff? Good uh, juicy
0: things. Well, is... it's freezing cold here in Cincinnati. Yep. We've been putting batteries in left and right. I've had a bunch of old timers calling in and asking about getting an antifreeze exchange. I'm like, Bill, you just did it last year. It's fine. It's still
1: at negative thirty five degrees. It's much it's much different <laughs> than that. They're like, it used I don't to care, be.
0: take my money. Yeah. It's like, I don't know, I try to you advise people. You can never
1: do too much with, you know, coolant, you know, if you keep making sure it's yeah. it's brand new. But all know. this long life coolant nowadays, it lasts
0: five years after the initial interchange. I know all these manufacturers talk about 10 and 12 years. I still think five years is the right time to do it, you know, because after that, it starts to lose its freezing protection. So, of course, it has the ability to freeze easier and, damp you know, damage the engine because water obviously expands. Um, and then coolant obviously degrades um, with electrical conductivity, mm-hmm. so as it degrades, it gets more electrically conductive. So that means that you know, you the cooling system
1: actually becomes like a grounding unit. Yep, because you have a ground on you know your engine. It doesn't happen it, too often that it gets anything excessive. No, newer but cars are yeah. better, but with especially with antiquated
0: electrical systems, mm-hmm. and, and you know now nowadays alternators are so much more consistent too than they used to be.
1: Right, except the. Toyota Highlander? Was, that, was <laughs> that what it was? We'll not
0: talk about that. No, I'm still trying to paint Toyota in a good light. <laughs> I love Toyota, though. You they're know. great car well,
1: company. They all have their it. strengths and weaknesses, yeah. I don't know. I'm really hoping that their
0: quality still appels, because Ashley's got a 2019 RAV4.
1: Mm-hmm. So. Well, we better check that alternator, apparently. You know, yeah, like, I guess that was so. <laughs> only three years old, the Yeah, the alternator yeah that wasn't kill. very
0: good. That wasn't very good at all. But yeah, we've seen um, uh, you know a bunch of that stuff happen. Yeah. Um, what else? Uh, you know, batteries. Obviously, tons of batteries. You know, batteries don't perform as well in cold weather. Um, I've seen uh, the, the the worst part is batteries are one of those things that everybody thinks that they are fully capable of doing themselves. And exchanging a battery, absolutely, it's easy as pie on yeah. most cars. For
1: I, I would say For a lot of newer cars, it's getting a lot. It more It is getting more prop. difficult. You can mess a lot up. Yeah by um, doing a battery you, even you it's really simple can. you really you know, can there's so, so much there yeah just like jump-starting you know i
0: mean people mess up on jump-starting and ruin batteries ruin fuses ruin cables all the time it's just we crazy about,
1: i think the the mazda on the other podcast where it's that whole harness but there's a fuse on yeah, the. You and know, they only sell it with the whole harness yep. <laughs> and it's just like this little small inline fuse that ensures that no voltage no, gets that sent so. it, it, the downside is it's not like in
0: one of the wires so you can't clip off both wires and just solder in like a new fusible link in between like it's actually built into the cable end yeah now you can run it with just a standard cable end but you're gonna blow something else yeah
1: you know you run that risk <laughs> but i remember that and i basically soldered you know the fuse back together to make sure that's what it was because i was chasing my tail around for a little while trying to mm-hmm. figure out why it doesn't this it has power at the battery it has power here but what's going on and soldered it and it all worked. I'm like, yep. It needs that fuse. (laughs) So when we found out it's part of the whole entire harness. Yeah, exactly. That was a fun
0: call to Mazda and then an even more fun call to the customer. Yeah. You know, (laughs) you have this. <laughs> which downside because he he jumped it backwards unfortunately yeah, yeah, yeah. it is what it is you know stuff happens, it happens sometimes it, it's dark you know i've i've definitely been in the place where i've almost put it on the wrong one before without thinking and just trying to rush
1: through and most cars have you know a red and a black there are some that don't so there's every yeah. once in a while i even find myself even i do it on a day. daily yeah, double check it i look, look. and i'm like okay the, this is correct you can you can hook these cables up you know you're not gonna <laughs> mess anything up you'll be fine Oh my goodness.
0: And then tires too. Tire pressure checks have been crazy. Mm -hmm. Not a lot of people know this, but you know, all these cars nowadays have tire lights on them, you know, a tire pressure monitoring system, TPMS. Great and bad. You know, there's ups and downs to them. Now of course they they started out because the EPA mandated them and you know then the Department of Transportation's like, okay, well EPA obviously mandated certain regulations on fuel economy. Mm -hmm. And then the department of transportation is like, yep, this is a great way to do that. Maintaining tire pressure. I get it. And they're right to do so. Um, But after you drop, you know, 40 degrees from what it was in the summer, 50 degrees from what it was from the summer, um, you know, the, the same air is going to condense in the tire. And within that same given volume, it's going to show as a lower pressure.
1: I think the, the number I've always kind of followed. And I remember, I think the scientific is about every 10 degrees of pressure temperature drop it's about one psi yeah, roughly roughly yeah. um so but, if it shoots I it you know time. 40 degrees down you know overnight and your tires were and your tire lights yeah. and your everybody tire comes in on. i've got a
0: tire leak. like it's it's it's, it's freaking 10 degrees outside mm-hmm. let me check them <laughs> yeah and then it, the the key that is if you check them all and they're all still at the same psi even if they're low if they're all at the same psi you're pretty sure you don't have a leak it's just the cold now if mm-hmm. one is still drastically and the others don't mark it off as cold because that one probably does have a leak yeah,
1: yeah. it's yeah. it's tough Plus, you know, also being a technician and dealing with snow and ice and all that stuff, let me tell you, it's extremely fun. <laughs> I have to carry a rain jacket in the middle yeah. of winter at work, you know, just a. To- to try right. to aid from some of it. Try to clear them off as much as possible. But yeah. <laughs> We've had an intern, luckily, in the office. So, yeah. I so just in case you ever knew, think do, a lot, think of your mechanic. <laughs> you know, next time you do, go into the service shop and maybe clear off your car a little a little extra. Uh, just think <laughs> of that guy if you could. I'd really appreciate it. Yeah, we, we all definitely <laughs> would. <laughs> you know. Anyway, I, I make the joke Chinese water torture you know, is basically you know along the lines of what it is. Yeah, out there checking tire pressure and everything, <laughs> yeah. just drip, drip, I love drip. The heater in, in our shop is right on my lift, so as soon as the car goes all the way up and there's any snow on it whatsoever, that snow is melted within at least three minutes. So the first three minutes are kind of dancing around, Doddy. trying not to get drenched. Yeah, I just see you in like a little umbrella hat with your goggles on. I should do that. I'm gonna <laughs> All right, cool, good idea. I know I'm gonna buy next. There we go. <laughs> Let's go. Hop on Amazon real quick. Well, anyway, that's, uh, <laughs> that's this whole week drained yeah. into one spot. So, so you know, we're going to do this, you know, once a month, maybe. um, kind of collect, you know, here and there when we, we get some good stuff that that's pretty interesting, but you know, drop a little segment. We like to call the oil drainer. Thanks for tuning into the car tech garage.